Hello everybody and welcome to She Talks Tech, where I profile women in technology and STEM careers. My aim is to elevate and amplify their stories and inspire more women to join this field. Through detailed interviews with successful women in technology and STEM, I explore their career paths, challenges, successes, and advice for aspiring professionals. Join me as I celebrate the achievement of women in technology and STEM and discover the diverse and exciting opportunities available in this field. And in today's episode, guys, I have one of the women who I I started this career with, uh, at least I believe so, because our paths had crossed somehow in my early days and she's doing really well in her career. And I thought her story needs to be told. I've told you guys that in the very first season, my intention is to really have the women that I've either worked with or the women who really inspire me, because I think there's a lot of women in technology that are doing great stuff that we don't know of and we need to know of in this case. And today we have Gudrano, Gudrano Gemisho. Hey, Gudrano. Hey. How are you doing? Hi, Shiloni. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I wouldn't say great. I'm good uh, yeah. because, you know, so I, I feel like everyone, when you ask them, they'll be like, I'm great, you know, I'm good. Yeah. So I'm not great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. But today I'm good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So I actually am very thankful for your time today. I'm thankful for this opportunity to be able to tell your story. You are going to take like the first, the, the first or rather front seat in, in telling your story. I'm just here to actually watch you tell it however you want in this case. And before anything, I think where I would like to start is with the young girl who grew up in Kotaung. And I just want to have a taste of that girl and how was it like growing up Kotaung and just give me like a bit of the life of that girl. Okay. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> There's a lot. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not that much. But growing up, I would say I was very reserved and I didn't realize it. I thought I was, you know, it was okay to be like that. But, I, but looking back, I was more of like, you know, you know they say now alone, alone time, like it's a thing, you know, spend your t- spend time alone and stuff like that. But I realized then I was doing that all along, right? So I used to play, but spend more time alone. The village that I grew up in, it was more of a community. It was nice, you know. Everyone is your relative. Everyone is there, so it was very nice. But I feel like I was looking at the world differently, right? Because mm-hmm. of you know a long time I used to read books uh, my my grandfather's brother I used to be like a book where like he had tons and tons of books so I used to read random books even though I didn't understand like big English words and, and I would watch tv and I would probably just sleep and maybe go out and play like for an hour and come back so that was like my world as much as I was aware of what's going on what's going on outside with other kids and stuff like that but I used to spend time alone so much so but other than that uh that one's nice that one's very nice people are very nice they uh we know each other so we joke a lot about you know if if someone says oh you know i know this person from from Daung, and i'm like oh okay what's the name but the thing you remember is the surname you know where the surname is you know where <laughs> where yeah. you find that person or 
connect the dots to say, oh, Kutlana, oh, Kutlana, oh, but there's a lot of Kutlana out there. Kutlana came into, oh, okay, I know this village, one, two, three. So, yeah, that's, I think, like, like high-level explanation of how, how my childhood was. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, at that time, when you're actually growing up in that kind of environment that is very well-connected and more like a unit in a way, and everyone knows everyone and, and people are kind, who are some of the people that you are looking at and you are modeling who they are, in a way? Honestly, I would say my grandparents, my late grandparents, because... Yeah. They, they raised me. I was like the only child to, mm-hmm. uh, to them in a way. As I was the only grandchild, but I would say I would only say I'm the only child because <laughs> they treated me as um, their child. Because when I was growing up, I didn't, I didn't really know that they were my grandparents until, you know, you like start to connect the dots and if someone would tell you, oh, that's your mom. I'm like, no, my mom is my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are like I feel like also I I took a lot I learned a lot from them. They were very in their own space doing their, doing their own things, looking at the world differently, deciding you know how they want to live, deciding on you know how they want me to 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 grow up and stuff like that. And as much as they didn't go to school and but they used to make sure that you know I have like uniform, I have everything that the school needs as much as we didn't have enough at home mm-hmm. so for me I, I feel like I'm very much grateful for them because they really pushed me they 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 I don't know how to put it but I feel like they that those are the people I would say you know, they are my greatest uh, blessing or where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so those those are my my people. Those are my people. I miss them so much. Those are my. Aww. I still have my mom and dad, but you know, yeah. you must understand. I lived with them for like until I was eighteen. So those are like my. Yeah. My so, yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. You guys can't see her, but I can, and like she has this <laughs> beautiful in her face, and and while while she talks about her grandparents, and I think I think kudos to them for 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 raising this women that we have today and we get to share i think it's 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 really important to just give them their flowers so even in their absence we are very thankful for them and so in that kind of a setting you mentioned that they were not necessarily formally educated so who then becomes your inspiration into like working into the space of technology so you are in that kind of setting of Daung and then you move you I believe you went to UJ to study am I correct Boston Boston ah, I know, yeah, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I know when you met, there was a lot happening yeah okay so who then actually inspires you to join that or how does that decision generally come about for you to actually go and study and get into the tech field okay so when I was in high school I wasn't doing any you know you have your subject like your cat then I don't know what they call it now it used to be like computer application technology yeah was cat in our time Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't even doing that, but I was very much into like games and gaming and stuff. So my dad knew that. So also the story is during school holidays, I would come to Jovek, to Johannesburg, to, to visit my parents, right? So that's where they were staying. And also I was exposed to another another world, right? So the other thing that I also, 
appreciate is that my parents also, my mom and dad were also very supportive because I used to change careers and say, I want to do this, I want to do this. And they'll still be like, okay, you want to do gaming, we'll buy you games. You want to do this, we'll do this. So then my dad said to me, look, <clears throat> I know you want to do all of these things, but you need to be computer literate, right? So there was a, a, a college or a school, if I may say it, a college of some sort, like they were, they were doing computer literacy and stuff. So my dad was like, no, you need to go, you need to enroll in this. It was like six months or something. So after school, I go and learn basic, you know, computer, because I, I didn't have that that skill. So my dad was like, no, you need to you need to learn this, even if even though you don't want to, you know, because when you get to college or you get to university, you're going to need to know how to use a computer. So that's what I said. So when I got there, I met this young instructor and he was an IT technician. So he had that background. So he used to tell me a lot of stuff, you know, he wants to do this coding. And I'm like, what is that? And then he started showing me, you know, <laughs> HTML. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. And then I go back to my dad. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to explore this. <laughs> but initially I say, I want to do games development. So because that's what, when I, that's what I, 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 I was then exposed to. I started researching, like, oh, this, this thing is very cool. I want to do this. But there wasn't really like a structure then, but I knew that, you know, I want to be in this environment. So, yeah. So I would say also kudos to my dad for, you know, for also supporting me. You know, like, you know, a lot of parents, we like, we want you to be alone and then that's it. But my parents, I feel like even now at this age, I will tell them I'm changing <laughs> careers and be like, oh, okay. So what's the plan? So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a very good point and a necessary one to mention the the support from the parents to actually like just be flexible with exploring because I think a lot of us don't always know exactly what we want to do. And I think at my big age, I still stumble upon things and I'm like, huh, am I sure? Is this been like, I guess life is really just about the whole idea of like discovery in different phases in our lives. So it is very much important to have people who are supporting you and who are actually very flexible in actually pushing you to the right direction. So talking about pushing to the right direction, you then finished your studies and I believe you did an internship somewhere. But before that, I want to talk about your journey in culture because that's when we met. Yeah. And just I don't really remember how <laughs> because I think we joined in the same year which is 2013 and this is the year that gig culture was born as well so I'm really wondering how that came about for you and what was the the motivation to actually even start that journey with gig culture so so when I was in Boston which was in Bronfenton at that time so you know there's a lot of colleges and there's there's words there's a lot of students there you meet a lot of people there's a lot of events happening and luckily at that time, I think universities were open to anyone, like the, those events were open to anyone, right? So I remember I was on Facebook. I'm trying to remember the, the Facebook page where I found that there was like a Microsoft event at Vids. I'm trying to remember that page, but I'm sure it's still managing that page. It was an old page before Geek Culture. So I stumbled upon that. I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. Ah, I think it's Innovators IT. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Innovators IT. Yeah. Ah, this, is, this is cool. So I went and, and I sent a message. I was like, can I come? You know, because I'm really interested in this. Because the way the description was like, you know, bridging a gap between students and workplaces. I was like, 
this is what I want. This is really, he's like, he was like, oh, no, cool, come through. So there was somewhere there, I'm not sure if it was 2012 or 20, I can't remember, but it was way before, you know. So I met, I met Misho there and sure, he was, like, I was inspired instantly. I was just like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is definitely what I want to do. Where do I sign up? So, yeah, so that, that's where, yeah, that's where I met Misho and then he contacted me again there was a hackathon i can't remember, but i can't really connect the dots but yeah after that hackathon he said okay i'm setting this and i want people and and, and i think yeah that's that's how everything started okay so, so this is this is really very interesting and then join gig culture would you say that everything you found from gig culture was about about the platform or the environment or the organization and was those expectations met for you i, I would say I, I was curious you know and then those being curious led me to have those expectations right and they were fully met fully because that was the best years of my life and I, yeah. I still talk about it <laughs> yeah I still talk about it at at these uh, events that I do aside yeah. I still talk about it because that's very a very important foundation of my career yeah uh, being exposed to different things I mean even now at work you know when you do different things you still sort of reference some something that you've learned and or how to go about things you know like changing the culture because agriculture you know you you would definitely do whatever you feel like you know this will this will work and you know yeah things where you were given the space right you know at work there's some limitations but you really try to uh, to push that freedom so yeah so I would say agriculture was like the best foundation and I, and I wish for ev- everyone you know yeah they start in the the IT space to experience that it's it's very crucial to have yeah yeah I fully fully agree because I think having been in the space myself I talk a lot about gay culture in this platform so I will never stop actually just saying well shout out to gay culture and kudos to to everything that they do shout out to Misho shout out to Tiani to all the work that they do because it really really matters and especially for students who are coming fresh from university to actually be allowed to try out anything and have a taste of the corporate space talking about corporate you then moved to corporate right and in in your moving to corporate i need you to actually just take me through your journey now to corporate spaces i know you've moved to different uh places in in your in your career yeah oh i I wish (laughs) my my i wish i would say my move was, was smooth yeah oh okay there's a lot in corporate right so when I started, I started at this e-commerce company. I'm even forgetting the name. <laughs> <laughs> so they started me off as a graphic designer, which is something I, you know, I've never actually like explored much. I was, exp- you know, at because we did a lot of things. You, yeah. just, you know, so I got there and it was, I, I felt like I was suffocating there. Like mm-hmm. every day I was like, do I really want to do this? Yeah, because it was very fast paced. The one thing today, five minutes, like it was, there was no time to be like, okay, how do I make this more, you know, appealing? And I left, you know, I didn't even finish my contract and I didn't even finish because I was just, 
I was just not happy. Honestly, I was <laughs> I wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, and funny story, <clears throat> where I work now, how I got into that is that there was a setup like the same SG culture, right? But they call it a digital academy. So yeah. they were like, you know, we're looking for people that, you know, have experience in coding. You, can, you don't have to have X and Y to, you know, to get into the program. So I joined that program and only to find out it was affiliated with what the financial institution that I worked for. So, yeah, so I got it into that. And I feel like there was, at that time, I feel like that was my first corporate job because I felt more like, okay, this makes sense. You know, there's no pressure. But looking back now, I feel like it was only because we were fresh or interns or they were like some sort of, I wouldn't say guinea pigs for them, but yeah. you know, they, they paid us to join the organization to know what they do, what, what you know, how we can navigate through the organization and stuff. So, but they gave us an opportunity to go to, into different departments to learn about the organization so that was that was nice, right? But that period ended, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you had to go or to choose like a job that you you feel like okay, this is what I want to do. And I chose business because I was like, I want to challenge myself. I haven't done anything related to business, and for the for a fine eight months, I was like doing like business related stuff, which was meetings and you know things I'm not. I yeah. wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it, but I, I, I did because I got to network. I got to know a lot of people within the organization mm-hmm. um, and outside of the organization because of, you know, you meet a lot of vendors, you meet a lot of, it was nice. It was nice. But at the same time, I was like, tech is, is my passion. I need to go back. Yeah. <laughs> so I started talking to different managers. I'm like, I never want to go back. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. This is nice. But I want to go back, and luckily there was there was there were a lot of projects back then. Yeah, uh, there was a project, and I got into that project, which was closely related, but it was also something that I haven't really touched on. Remember, when you are from a space of you know dev, you don't necessarily touch on a lot of things. Yeah, uh, as much you don't like as you don't specialize because you get to realize there's like security specialists. There's like identity and access management specialists there's like there's a lot of things to explore in tech and I got into that space which I, which was something that I haven't also done yeah. and yeah so I did it for a while I would say I'm still doing it anyway and yeah so there, there has been I would say it wasn't well, like a smooth what's this me anyway because at the same time I'm still looking at is this really what I want to do? I'm enjoying this. You know, I'm good at this, but I still want to explore more because, you know, working for a big corporate or big organization is that there's a lot of things that you don't necessarily do, but you can still do them, but because your job doesn't allow you to have access to X, Y, and Z, access to this, I still want to touch base on other things. So, So I feel like I haven't really... How can I say blended? If maybe that's the word I can use. Yeah, yeah. Blended in a way, but I'm I'm in a in a right direction. I hope I answered the question because I feel like I've just. <laughs> no, no, you so, did. Yeah. It's really just like telling a story, and I think one thing that is really important to mention is the fact that 
in my own opinion, I don't know if we ever arrive to that space where we like, hey, we've landed. My idea is that we actually meet new challenges and then we know when the time is up for something and then when it's time to take up a new challenge. And I think life is just a series of different kind of challenges and really trying to press and see how far we can actually go and and how far are we willing to take and all this stuff so I think you are pretty much in the right track (laughs) you are definitely in the right track and and, I mean kudos to everything that you have done so far because it's really admirable and we are actually going to touch in like even the the community work that you do but before we do that I still want to dwell much in like your corporate environment and in your own opinion Right now in the space that you find yourself in, I believe you've done business and then now you're back to doing dev work. What are what are some of the things that you see could change in terms of diversifying the spaces? Do you find the space that you are in diverse enough? If it's not, what are some of the things that you, you think could be done to diversify the spaces? Oh, okay. Where do I start? <laughs> So I feel like I would say it's in, in corporate also there's there's differences in different teams, right? So there's teams whereby, you know, there's like it's okay for, for like I would say females to 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 be in that space and then the spaces whereby you, you can tell that it's it's really not your space. It's really not, you know, you can't really fit in into this team. Even if you go to that manager and say, look can I, you know, join your team? Can I? Because it's always that thing of, can you really, are you really a dev or you just want to change careers? Are you really, you know, there's still that. There's mm-hmm. still that. But also kudos to like, you know, those managers that are open to, you know, if if you, you have the skill, you have the skill, <clears throat> you can do it. I mean, there was a recent encounter with <clears throat> my, my now manager. Who's an ask who's very nice. And I said to him, look, I want to be, I want to do this in the space. And he was like, but can you do it? Like, you know, have you done Java? Have you, you know, those specific questions. It's not even about, okay, show me what you can do. Or study. There's that question already, you know, are you really a dev? And I don't know how that, that can change. I honestly don't know because I feel like I've been asking myself that question or I've been sort of like fighting that. Even on my own, I'll go to people and be like, but this is not fair. But this is two three but one thing I, I i tell myself is you know if you and i feel if you really want something go for it you know do whatever it takes you know nothing illegal obviously but <laughs> do whatever it takes <laughs> for you to, to, to get <laughs> to get where you want to get i think there is a a an a, a, an opportunity or, or a possibility to change someone's mindset you know also with your approach if your approach is like you know i'm gonna do something amazing i'm gonna do something cool to show this person so that they change how they see me or they change how they see perceive you know females in tech or or so i guess uh, for me there's no answer but i feel like there is a way you know you know try different things um uh, for instance I, I feel like for me it has been like for two years it was a challenge for me with my previous manager to you know telling her that like, this is what I want to do going to different spaces even doing other work in different teams as much as I wasn't getting paid I would do it at my spare time just to really show her that look this is really what I want to do but 
it didn't materialize for two years. Trust me, it was very challenging, but I had to, you know, find ways. I had to read HR stuff to be like, okay, how do I get out of this? Because sometimes you, you don't want to jump hit them and go to their manager and then, you know, you become this person and you don't yeah. enjoy your, your, your working environment, your working environment any, anymore. So their approach also. So I had to go and read, read up only to find out, oh, there is an opportunity for you to be contracted at another team as much as you have your own job. You can literally could be contracted for a year or like what they call it, the secondment within another team and literally pause your, your job and do what you, you know, your, what your, your career goals are. So I didn't know about that, but because the approach, I had to go, I had to find a way because you, you meet different people, very challenging individuals. Some people wake up to just, you know, make other people's lives miserable. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that. But I think for me, the approach, you know, it, it all depends on the individual because at the end of the day, you find people working for 20 years at the, at the organization. They know what they know and they're not willing to change. It's just, you know, it's just the way it is. So maybe finding like a loophole or maybe something that it's not there, you know, to approach the, the situation. Yeah, I'm listening to you. And the part of me that feels like there's a bit of a mindset shift that organization need around the approach to having to support and maybe support employees or support women within the space. Because I'm not sure if I don't want to actually make this about gender, but I'm not sure if the same kind of questions around oh, uh, can you even do this would have been answered if your your male counterpart will, would have been the one to actually raise this. So say you have people who make decisions listening right now and there's one thing that you would like to actually advise them for them to transform the spaces to just be very receptive to women, very receptive to people who want to move around and flexibly do things around the, their companies companies what would that advice be so i i recently learned that not but i was aware of this right so someone told me that a skill can be taught right but the willingness if someone is willing to put in the work give give them a chance because a skill can be taught anyone can learn uh, a skill as as long as they are willing to to put in the work so because that was, that's a conversation i was having with him to say, mm-hmm. look, I, I, I want to move into like the security operation space. And, and, and it's like, I, I see, I see you, you know, going to these guys. I see you doing this. I see you doing this. So that's very simple for me to say, look, this person is willing to, you know, to learn, is willing to this. So there's no way for me to say, no, I can't have, I can't make space for Gugano because, you know, she doesn't have a security certificate because that's 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 like one thing they will ask you (laughs) you have a security (laughs) certificate for you to do the job because it's very crucial we need to protect the organization so that's the thing if someone is willing to put in the work just give them a chance yeah give them a chance because they will definitely learn the skill faster than the person that that will say i know i know how to do this you know so yeah, that's a very important thing. The flexibility is really important, especially for managers. I mean, within the frame of the goals that they have, but at the end of the day, when someone is willing, please listen. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so I am actually on this note going to move to some of the community work that you do. I know you've really always been very big on, on community. And earlier on when we were talking, we were talking about culture, which the biggest part of it is really just, it's really community. So you have been part of GDG in the Google Developer Student Club. What does that mean? What was your role there? So I was also an ambassador there. So what you do is within your university, you would, you know, share like tools that Google has, but not, it's not limited to that, but also share the, 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 like the tech knowledge because Mm -hmm. you might, you find out that like first years, you know, they're like, they registered for a course, but it's, it's really not about, you know, the person It's really not about, but not necessarily the person, but they it's like, you know, I reached that and then that's it. I want to graduate. That's it. So it's just about, you know, showing them that, look, there's more to, the, to this. And then you get people that are like, they're doing like two, two or three, what's this, uh, programming languages uh, as, as modules, but they don't really want to be, to be, be doing dev work, but they're not really aware that there's other spaces to explore. So Google Developer Student Club is about that, essentially, just to share you know, what's, what the, the, the tech, new technology that's out there and also share the knowledge and also connect students, you know. So it's more or less like what Key Culture is doing. Yeah, so, but it's also about, because it's, it's, it's like you get to meet a lot of people within the Southern Africa. So, we, so it's about also connecting people. It's also about, you know, just making ways for those learners that are just, uh, or students rather, that are just like, you know, I, I have this course, but I'm really, you know, just studying for the sake of, or I, I don't really know where, where, you know, what to do. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it was essentially about that, which you are giving a year and then someone else will take over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you get to choose your own members, you know, to, to help you out because you can't be doing everything organizing, you can't be organizing and <laughs> yeah. so you need to have your own team. So yeah, that was, so that's essentially what, what, what it is. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So how was the, the reception from the students? Did you have a lot of students coming for help? So you have not a lot, right? So, so the person that started the, the club, before me did a lot of work honestly because there was a lot yeah. of members because there is a platform when you whereby you get access to and there's already members there when you send out like newsletters and stuff there was a lot of people there and you get you know you know sometimes when you, you would because back then I also used to do like you know back at home I used to have like an organization also whereby we do like we, we encourage school learners and stuff you get like 300 learners coming 400 and you only get like 20 that are really interested which I'm funny enough I'm still in contact with we have a yeah. whatsapp group some some graduated some are working and we're also encouraging others so also with the same the same thing at with the with the google google student club it was that you get like five people that are really interested that I'm still in touch with even today but yeah. you, lo- you lose like 20 but you get so for me the impact is as long as there's people you know Obviously, you will not, my message will not resonate with everyone. Maybe some parts of it. Maybe yeah. that's why you, you're not going to be in touch with them for the longest. But maybe I'm relatable to five people, really relatable to a point where they want to be in touch with me until, you know, they get to a certain level or forever. 
So I feel like for me, as long as I have that one person, that's enough. For me, that's very fulfilling. It's it's a story that, you know, that I can share. And it's something that, you know, that person was saying, you were really impactful uh, during this time of my life. Well, you know, so for me, whether it's, for me, one person is enough. <laughs> yeah, one. I fully agree. And kudos to you to that work that you still continue to do. And talking about still continuing to do work, you are currently the ambassador of the Women Take Makers, another Google initiative. I think yeah. we are doing this together because, again, our paths cross the, although I think we have not spoken about it because I'm currently also the ambassador of Women Take Makers. And Oh, wow. I didn't know. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I'll pass on cross in this case because I am more on the the Europe cohort. Case, so oh, okay. is in the is is in the Europe European region because of my location. But you are currently doing this work and I'm wondering I know that women tech makers give you the flexibility to do whatever for your community. What are some of your intentions with this responsibility that you have with women tech makers? Mm. So when when I because also when you when you join any program at, at Google, you get exposed to a lot of them. So yeah. So when, so when I saw this one, I was like, hmm, okay. I haven't done anything specifically like female, female, right? Because I'm always about like boys and girls right yeah but this yeah. one was very close to my heart because also with what he just said about you know the corporate space being a female and stuff and then for me when I saw this I was like this is a very good opportunity for me to go back home and let me talk to like primary school kids because mm-hmm. I know we talk about high school people going to varsities and stuff but I feel like there's, there's enough, especially at home, because I'm still like part of like members in, in some of the organizations that do that. There's, there's, there's enough for, there's enough organizations that are doing that, but there's not, there's none that's actually supporting the, the primary school kids, right? So for yeah. me, it was like, I'll go and do that. I'll go and do that and instill this, you know, oh, plant a seed. Because one thing for sure, kids don't forget as much as it's not going to be something that they do but yeah. whatever work that that I will be bringing or whatever knowledge that I'll be sharing I'm definitely going to instill something in them to say oh okay it's actually possible to work hard it's actually possible to to you know to go into this space yeah so it generally that's 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 the idea for me to literally go back to those school kids because also because I have a daughter who's yeah. very curious it's very curious and she's Wow, uh, she's literally a photocopy of me. Very scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very scary, actually. <laughs> but most of the time, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. But those days whereby I don't know what I'm doing, it's when I see her that she's more, she's more interested. She's more, I don't know how to put it. So I don't necessarily have a plan, plan on how to go about it. But the thing for me is just to be myself around those kids so yeah. that they just see, you know, this what my daughter is seeing because for me I'm, I'm relating this to my daughter because well, the, the days most days where, where I'm not like a mom like I'm I'm, I'm Kukrano <laughs> so it's yeah. the days where really connect so yeah so that's really not like a, a serious plan for this because I, I wanted to be flexible and not make it more how to put it more formal in a way you know that is beautiful man and i really want to commend you for all the work that you do and i'm wondering what are some of the lessons that you've learned with going out to the communities and giving back 
how do, how has that grown you? I know generally, I think we have this in common. I love giving back. And I think there is some of the lessons that you get from that experience in general, or at least I believe so. What are those for you? Hmm. So, okay. So I, I, I think there's a lot that I feel like naturally I, I have this, I talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> As much as I am quiet sometimes, yeah. but I feel like I talk a lot. And I, I'm always analyzing a lot of things. And, and unfortunately, this day I told myself, you know what, I'm not going to interfere a lot. Because when someone comes to me and says, oh, you know, I have a challenge. I want to buy a car, but I don't know. Because I, 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 I tend to read a lot about everything, right? So yeah. I know, I feel like when someone comes to me, they've seen that I've done one to three. And I know, like, I went back and forth to check what's what. So I feel like I I feel like I was talk about the the maybe the not so positive side of it. I feel like there was a time where I was I was really going out there and 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 pouring out a lot of energy and you know helping out that I literally forgot about myself. Mm-hmm. And I I look back in that year I was like sure okay I didn't do anything you know. You know, in, in, in the tech space, you kind of have to be aligned and know what's happening. And it started affecting my job because yeah. now I'm like, I'm, you know, people are questioning, <laughs> questioning you know, my skills, they're questioning me, you know, am I really, you know, do I really know what I'm doing and stuff like that. So that's the bad side of it. So I had to learn how to balance it, you know, to be like, you know, in the six, first six months of the year or the last six months of the year, I'm not touching anything. I'm just focusing fully on myself. The first six months, I can probably take out 30% of myself and, you know, and help out. But the, the nicest thing about it is that it's actually very fulfilling to me. It, it is, to be honest. I don't have, yeah. like, a, a thing. I, I don't know. I, I feel like when you have it, you just have it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. in you. It's just the person that you are. And yeah. it does, And it's not only about events and stuff. It's about also how I treat my my, my cousins, you know, my little yeah. brother, my daughter. You know, it's, it's it's literally about the person that you are. It starts with that, honestly. If you, if yeah. you don't have it, you will not be able to... to because um, I know a lot of people who would help out outside of their family, but not help out the family. So there's that thing of, you know, if you don't have it, you don't have it. You're not going to yeah. see the, <laughs> the importance of doing it, you know, making someone smile also. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> explaining a lot, but. No, you are not. It really makes sense. And I think one thing that I'm getting is starting with your immediate cycle and just spreading out to other communities. And there's also an element of not pouring from an empty cup, because if we aren't able to take care of ourselves and if we are unable to find the balance between what we do for others and also doing for ourselves, then it's a, it's a bit of a disservice on ourselves, and I think this is very beautiful lesson that a lot of people would need to learn when you are giving off of yourself to the community yeah. or whatever your community or whatever community means to you. Yeah, so it is such a beautiful lesson to actually take away. Talking about lessons that. Um, one would need to take away. Do you have some of the advice for women who are actually 
either struggling within their space and also women who are trying to enter the the tech space in general because we keep crying about the fact that you know the space is not as diverse as it should i have navigated my career and i've pretty much found sometimes that I'm the only developer and this never really changes and you move around in different spaces around the world and this just keeps happening and keeps happening so what are some of your advices there mm. okay sure <laughs> it is a challenge i'm listening to you say now that it's this is a global thing so <laughs> so it's a challenge but i think the best thing a person can do is to identify what they're really good at especially like in the dev space like oh like like people will say pick, pick a language right pick a, a programming language that you feel mm-hmm. like you know this is i feel i feel like i'm very good at this explore it to a point where by you know you know a lot that you can easily learn other languages you know because i think that the most challenging part also is 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 trying to just learn everything all at once, all the languages, learning this and this all at once. So I think, especially for females, you know, learn that language to a, to a point whereby, you know, no one can tell you anything. You know, you know yeah. I'm not saying focus on that, but learn it to a point whereby it's going to be easier for you to just navigate to different languages or, you know, it is challenging. Honestly, when you ask, you're asking me this, I'm just thinking, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But as as everyone would say, hard work, you know, work hard, yeah. mm-hmm. work work really hard, but also have a strategy, have different approaches. Don't give out on the first on the first try. Have different approaches. Even if you you yeah you are good in in in, in Python, you're very good in Python, which I, I feel like everyone should be. Which <laughs> <laughs> <Fetch> us, Even, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So be, be be very good at it, man. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of elements that you can there's a lot of things you can do with one language. A lot, you know. It's only, it's not only limited to just be good at one one. And obviously, you want to be called a, a a Python developer, which is yeah. very like a stigma thing, you know. If something else comes up, and then you be like, ah, oh, we don't need PHP developers anymore, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just saying, be 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 versatile in a way but be be good at one thing you know you'd be like okay this person is like our go-to person this person is our go-to because essentially essentially you still need to learn other things right you still need to learn other things but being good at one is is important i don't know i don't know if that answers it but i feel like you know life is so not complex but it's you learn you learn every day yeah. You know, you, you really learn every day, but if you are able to identify one thing that you like, you really truly like, or what people will say, believe in something. If you believe that being being a Python developer is is a thing for you, then exploit exploit so much that that you are like an expert in it. Yeah, I think from from hearing from you. You sound like a, a Python ambassador. <laughs> so if someone is listening out there and, and you would actually want to have someone to actually just walk the Python journey with, perhaps good one of is, <laughs> is that. Let's work together because I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> let's work together because I'm also still, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, at, at the end of the day, when it comes to programming, it continues to be a learning journey. You never really stop learning because also mm. tech evolves, right? You you have new versions and new updates every day and you have mm. to keep up. And also, I think some of the things are very much scenario based. So if you never had to do something, you would never really be in a position to learn. So I think the continuous learning is commendable and it's something that we all need to have as a trait in a way we are about to close off right but before we close off i want to hear some of the highlights that have kept you so far in this tech industry like some of your yay moments that you will hold dear for the longest time in your life okay i think for me the first thing i would say joining the culture was like mm -hmm. still and will still be the highlight of my life because I've met a lot of people. And also, for me, I would say tech communities have been like the highlight of my life because they've actually changed the way I think, the way I navigate, you know. And because and, I feel like also the, 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 the community I told you about, the Digital Academy is more or less like what Geekulture is doing. Yeah. But I would, I would say, for me, tech communities have been the highlight. Even that's why for me, I'm still pushing it. That's why I'm still part of the, those because I feel like they they kind of give you a different or a fresh fresh perspective. But mm -hmm. sometimes you get to forget, you know, how how passionate you are about uh, about tech or how, how fulfilling it is. You know, when you start working, you focus on delivering and you focus on finishing and you when you get home you feel like ah, I just want to sleep you no longer yeah. more you don't have the energy to explore you don't have the energy to read to read up and learn and learn something new so for me I would say tech communities are a go-to you know whatever you do whether you attend seminars whether you attend hackathons whether you you have meetups just don't leave it behind when you are like when you have arrived i hope you know there's people who still feel like that in life <laughs> yeah yeah Just don't don't forget for me highlights will be that and because i feel like they have actually shaped how i get to you know to tick off things on my on my on my list to say oh, i've done this yay i've done this but for me mm -hmm. i would say tech tech communities are highlights for me like or have been us or still are highlights for me. Oh, wow. Beautiful. And I guess for you listening at home, if there's nothing that you learned out of this conversation, and which I hope it's not the case, please take the fact that you need to find a community. Because I think one thing that I always also talk about is the idea of just being part of a community because mm -hmm. that's when you will be able to learn. It's hard to work in a tech space where you're working alone because there's a lot, this space is a lot. And when you have people that you're working the journey with, it just makes it easy for you. Yeah, man. Good learner. Thank you so much for today. We are going to move to the letter in a bit, but I just want to really express my gratitude to you giving off of yourself and really the work that you do and also to say kudos to your accolades and everything that you've done over the years within your career we see it we are inspired by it and we love you and really just keep going it's really inspiring what you do mm. oh thank you so much thank you <laughs> i haven't done uh anything like this in a very long time it is honest to be honest because i've been like you you know <laughs> asking people questions so yeah. yeah this was 
I was a little nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to say? But this was really, yeah, this was really nice. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this so much. Although I had to wake up early on a Saturday. But... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for waking you up. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much for inviting me to. Yeah. Thank you so much for honoring the invite. So we are going to move right away to the letter. I've asked you to write a letter to the younger 10-year-old Gudrano. And mm. this is your platform to read it in your own voice. Sure, Tulani. <laughs> so here's my letter. Dear Kuku. Remember how you used to dream of, dream of being a presenter? You used to practice in front of a mirror. Maybe because you were influenced by the, by the TV shows, your TV show. At the same time, you used to love to dance so much and you thought you were the best. But maybe because your family used to encourage you and give you money for it. You used to do a lot of things and you thought you could do them even when you're older. At the same time, you used to spend time alone and reading books, watching TV, etc. Of course, you could not define time alone at that time, but it makes more sense right now. You used to be a very shy girl, to be honest, not speak in front of people, but look at you now, speaking in front of thousands of people and be able to express yourself. You should be very grateful of, of how life unfolded experiences you have you had at that time and you being different made you the person that you are today and that's it thank you for joining me in this episode of she talks tech if you enjoyed our discussion and found it inspiring i encourage you to follow and share the podcast by doing so, you will never miss an episode and can help spread the empowering stories of women in technology and STEM. Let's work together to break barriers, shatter stereotypes, and build more inclusive and diverse future. Join the conversation, follow and share the She Talks Tech podcast. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to having you with me in the future.